You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Making of a Marketer, the podcast that takes you around the world of marketing one topic at a time. Hosted by digital marketing consultants Jess Nickerson and Andy Pondillo. We welcome you to join the conversation. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Now here are your hosts, Jess and Andy. So it is a Friday afternoon and it is book club time. Jess, I know we're excited for this one today. We're breaking up our episodes a little bit. It's our first book club of season two. And I brought the suggestion this time. So uh, I actually just finished this book this morning. It's Britney Spears, The Woman in Me. If you're watching the video stream, I'm holding it up right here. Um, it is the new biography written by Britney Spears and team um, basically talking about her life from childhood to now from the conservatorship and, you know, a lot about marketing in this book. So Jess, this was what I would say an informative, but difficult read. And I'm really excited to tackle this with you today. Yes, yes. You you opened my mind to a lot of perspectives, Andy. So thank you for making this recommendation. It it was uh it was a lot deeper than I expected it to be. So the reason I wanted to choose this, I, I bet you there's someone listening right now and be like, isn't this a marketing podcast? So we'll get to that. But the big reason I chose this book as our next read is I wanted to go kind of through how people are marketed. And Britney Spears, in my opinion, like if you, if you take it back to the 90s, like she's marketed as this like perfect, you know, angel that can do nothing wrong. She gets in this relationship with Justin Timberlake. She's now painted the villain. And then, you know, the word crazy. I want to talk about the word crazy today because that was something that was heavily associated with her. And why this is important is she was marketed to be a lot of different things. And when you read this book, she tells us who she really is and kind of how she doesn't have a voice. And that sometimes starts with, we hear this from child actors, we hear this from teen musicians. Like the whole persona is created before they can even become an adult and it's very hard to undo that at a certain point. So I found this book fascinating because we live in this day now with social media influencers, creators, where we're able to kind of drive a narrative a lot more ourselves than we've ever been before. But that wasn't always the case. And it definitely wasn't always the case in show business. So I found this interesting. 
mainly from a marketing perspective of how we market artists, how we market people, and how it can be different than what their true authentic voice is. And, you know, we're going to get into some different topics today. We'll kind of go through the book and some of the themes that are in here. Try not to give too much away, but give enough to kind of, you know, get the understanding why I think this is an important read for a lot of marketers. Yes. The the pop princess. I mean, I just, I keep thinking back to that time period and how we were just watching her brand unfold and explode. And she was such a, and it still is such a like, culture pop phenomenon. And I was really blown away because I, I, I literally just consumed her music. I was a fan and like that, that's, that's about all that I was. And I had no idea about any of this, like about the, the relationship with Justin Timberlake and the, the conservator, the conservatorship, which just ended. Yes. Like that's another years. thing too. Yes. And, and it just like when it, when we talked about it or when she talked about it in the book is ending in 2021, it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I had none of this background context and I, I just was so happy to hear her perspective because now I, I feel like I have a much deeper understanding and I, and I do think it really goes back to the point around uh, when we think about being marketers and being the best marketers we can be, people's pe uh, people's uh, emotions, behaviors are, are driven by just wanting to be understood and wanting to be accepted. And this is, I, I heard this loud and clear throughout this memoir. Yeah. And so let's let's take it back to the beginning because I kind of want to work our way through the the eras of Britney Spears, if you will. So let's go back to the very beginning. This book kind of talks about her upbringing and her getting into the Mickey Mouse Club and kind of becoming the star that she is today. So there was a time where um, Britney Spears is known by the show business community within the Mickey Mouse Club. She was in um, kind of the ranks with Justin Timberlake, Natalie Portman, Christina Aguilera. They were all kind of childhood performers that were starting to get a jump in this industry. But one thing Britney talks a lot about in this book, Growing Up in Louisiana, is that her passion was for singing, dancing, performing. And, you know, obviously that translates into superstardom. But she talks about this both the beginning, middle, and end is how she enjoys dancing, how she enjoys just the aspect, the art of it. She never like talks about how much, you know, she enjoys maybe the stardom. I think the stardom was what kind of, you know, was harder for her. So we get into that with the Mickey Mouse Club. You know, you start really young. She talks about this being a job. Because you're going to school, you're doing, you know, the Mickey Mouse stuff, you know, on the side, um, different performances. She gets signed eventually. I believe it was 15 when she got signed to a record deal. 16 is when the uh, Baby One More Time, uh, big video that all of us knew back in that era. It was kind of like from that age, she's not allowed to be herself. She has to be this persona of herself that's this like really goodness, like wholesome person that she's supposed to be. 
But while all that's happening, she's in a, a family that's very dysfunctional, alcoholism um, from the father, verbal abuse, uh, just neglect. Like she talks about this in pretty, you know, lengthy detail within the book. So already at nine years old, 16 years old, she's basically kind of making up a facade that she utilizes a, as a persona once she gets started. And she kind of details within the book that she can't backtrack any of that because it's too far the other direction. Like that's what the label wants her to be. That is so fascinating to me. And as marketers, you know, that is something I think that we're more cognizant of in 2023 versus the late 90s of, you know, trying to be a little bit more authentic. But that was something that really stuck out to me early in the book is that her persona was created for her before she was even remotely close to being a, an adult. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, the 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 producers, her her team, they're capitalizing on a moment and they 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 pushed it forward and she was essentially the puppet and needed to deliver. So let's talk about that now from a marketing perspective. So what is marketing at this day and age? So late 90s, if you were around for this golden age of music, you know that it was a little different, you know, kind of the 90s, you know, what I think about just, well, tell me what you think about the 90s. Like, you know, what pops into my head, like I was a rocker. So I'm thinking like backwards Red Caps and Red uh, Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst and like, you know, um, who was big there, like Metallica, Corn, uh, like, you know, you had uh, Slipknot, like the whole like metal thing was like super big. There was um, Woodstock. Then you also had like the whole pop thing going on. Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera. You had these rivalries of different pop artists. I just feel like music was such an interesting time. We didn't have like Spotify, like where we could find all these, you know, mid-level or underground artists, you basically listen to the music you were given from MTV. So I feel like the pop star in 1999 or the rock star in 1999 was a lot bigger than the music star in 2023. Uh, absolutely. If it was on MTV, it was cool and you better be listening to it. That That's what I remember. Like yes. MTV really drove the the users thought or like the fans like like this is this is what's now and this is what's it and then you know britney was made the it girl from kind of the jump you know it was just she connected really quickly with everybody with a multitude of audiences again at a very very young age so i feel like at this point like the marketers in this game are going to be her record label and they're going to be MTV. Like, and just, you know, well, let's, I guess, not put all the blame on MTV because there were other channels, there was other networks, there was other news outlets, but MTV was just kind of a big one during that time. So they essentially are marketing her, you know, as Britney Spears, this perfect person, um, perfect upbringing, you know, she's the it girl. And I feel like there was an inauthentic way that the marketers did this. And, you know, I think Britney's story 
of maybe triumph, like coming from, you know, not a lot of money coming from these different things, like actually could have been a fantastic story in itself, like her Southern roots. Like we see that Taylor Swift really utilized this early in her <laughs> career, her countryside and like different types of music, but they were just honed in on one thing with Britney and I feel like that inauthenticity as a marketer, you know, there's real repercussions of that. And we see this as we'll work through the book, but it almost makes the artist feel like they can't be something different. So my first thought here goes to people now who are marketing other individuals, you know, whether they're marketing artists or, you know, they're marketing seeable executives, like whatever that might be. You know, I still feel like that authentic voice is so, so important because there's real repercussions here where, you know, Brittany feels like she starts to lose herself very early on. And I think that's a theme as she starts to get into her adult life. Yes, yes. Just really trying to capture the woman in her. And I kept thinking throughout this entire uh, perspective a point that Courtney Johnson told us uh, uh, last season around if you're not sharing your personal brand, someone else is going to be sharing it. Yeah. So you might as well lean in and uh, and get over feeling uncomfortable about it and, and and like speak your truth, speak your thoughts and perspective. So if you are in a position where you are marketing an artist today and you are looking to be more authentic, you really have to go deep to go into that artist's mind. Like you have to get to know them and empathize with them as much as you possibly can if you are trying to pr project and amplify an authentic voice. And I think about that too, you know, you and I, as we consult executives in the industry, like there's a talk track, you know, that's out there now for like teaching executives or teaching how to be an influencer. Like I can Google right now how to become an influencer. And there's a talk track of all these steps you go through. But I feel like that's important. You have to like dig deep into what makes someone, you know, someone, what are their struggles? What are their triumphs? What are they trying to be right now? How are they working on themselves? You know, different things like that, like just being like a little real here, that can go a long way. And I also think in return for somebody that becomes, you know, as a musician, as an athlete, or these different people, they become the product, like they, they are the product that's being marketed. So their name is what creates money for everybody that's involved. So marketers, as you and I know, we are pushed to the brink to try to build the product to get more ROI to meet quotas to get, you know, whatever we need to get. But what is the ability to slow down and like really learn who the person is? So taking this another step further. So we get further into the book, we get into the Justin Timberlake relationship. And this was one of the most fascinating areas of the book to me, because just if you remember that era very well, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears are the perfect couple, but following the breakup, Justin Timberlake is can do nothing wrong, the golden boy. And then Britney Spears is the person who cheated on him, broke his broke his heart. And she's a horrible person, not who she thought we, th 
thought we thought she was. That's literally like the marketing. And from that point on until 2023, so we're talking over two decades, that's the narrative that's been out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, where do we begin <laughs> with this point? I I again I because I I've been to Justin Timberlake concerts. I've been to an NSYNC concert. I mean, I would say I was a fan prior to learning uh, both sides. And I didn't really know at the time too, around, uh, you know, his, his single album coming out right around the breakup. And now it's just, it's just interesting to hear her perspective and how like he created a, a brand based on the experience that he had with Britney Spears and and then just seeing how he was able to capitalize on maybe what was happening behind closed doors. And uh, quick too. Yes. Like that was something I forgot how quickly they broke up. And then he puts the single out um, accusing her of cheating and it just takes off from there. And Britney almost talks about it here to, to where she could not even explain herself because the narrative was so deep and it was more like they almost craft a new marketing for her following this like her own campaign that she's now like this independent woman and she's a little edgy now so like it's like they basically told her to play into it where it's something pretty damaging for her because um we learn in this book and this is big news it was headlines when the book came out that she admits to having an abortion while she was with him. And then, you know, as tough as I can imagine that is psychologically, that can take several years for someone to get over. And that's not an easy decision to make. Then she's immediately being capitalized on by Justin Timberlake's party, being cast as a villain, and she's told to play into the persona, um, doing interviews with, I think it was Diane Sawyer, who's like accusing her of things. Like, it's just like everybody's like coming at her. And again, mind you, this is a woman that's barely over 20 years old at this point. Like, that's a lot. Like, I think about what I was doing at 21 years old. I definitely didn't have that much pressure on me. Yes. Yeah, for, forced into it and like from her perspective, yes, spoilers ahead here. Uh, her perspective, uh, he wanted her to have the abortion. So that's, uh, that's been just what I find amazing too now when we're thinking about personal branding, uh, the aftermath of her now saying that. Uh, I uh, saw headlines that Justin Timberlake has had to scrub his Instagram account because now people are coming out and and just sharing their perspective their disbelief their their anger towards uh that statement that she made in the memoir uh, also too uh britney just came out i feel like we're getting into like a drama gossip uh, column yeah. right now but britney just came out and said that uh she like you know she she loves Justin Timberlake's new single that he just released and it it just goes back to showing like how powerful your voice can actually be i you know she's sharing her perspective we're never going to know like what really happened like what people were really feeling there's always going to be two sides to the story but i just thought it's it just shows to like how powerful 
personal branding is uh, now. And again, like, you know, you, you say something and people really jump on it. Yeah. So I want to hit on a, and this leads to what I think to me is one of the more powerful subject matters of this book. And I want to focus on the word crazy because crazy is associated with Britney Spears and has Mm -hmm. been for a few decades. So my opinion reading through this, and she brings this up a lot, is that her whole like crazy aspect stems from pictures of her like being out partying with Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan. She says all they were doing was was drinking when she was out. And to be fair, like Britney Spears has never been tied to any like hard drugs, addiction, anything like that. Like there's been gossip stuff out there, but there's never been anything that has shown her like in this form. Yet I feel like a lot of people think that also like they think she's like, you know, mentally like unstable. She's a womanizer, like all these things. And then I think about like music, we'll say Timberlake or just other men from that era you know, there are songs where it's womanizing themes like over and over and over again and themes where they do cheat on their spouses. They do whatever they want. They drink, they party, they do drugs, like all these things. But because she's a woman, she gets cast as crazy and everybody just runs with that, in my opinion. Like I personally read this and it made me upset. And I definitely want your perspective just because I feel like a male in this era that acted out like that, it's more so, oh, they're just young and having fun. And Britney Spears wasn't given that leeway of really anything in here because, again, of how she was marketed and because of she's a female artist, she's not allowed to do certain things. And I thought that was so important for her to speak up about in this book because it still leads to a problem today We see it with Taylor Swift right now. Like people will critique her for every little thing, you know, she does. So like, I find it so fascinating that while I think there's been improvements potentially, but she hits on a very powerful subject there. Oh, yes. I don't even know where to begin with this. One, using that terminology is so damaging and is so negative. And it's like, if you read the book and you start to understand that the trauma their family has experienced has been passed from generation to generation, going out in public and, and, you know, playing on that brand is, is like, shame on you. Like, it's so bad. And I like, it makes me really upset. And I, I just, again, I'm so happy that like, she was able to share her perspective and i'm i'm hoping that now that her her voice is out there and she is sharing what she went through she's going to be able to move forward and continue to like be who she wants to be but yeah. yes it was it's 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 so damaging and uh again it's like you know shame on everyone for trying to capitalize on uh, like the, the a, neg- a negative brand or like like when someone is struggling like where are the hype people this is where we need to be hyping others up and supporting and celebrating versus 
you know, critiquing and uh, being so judgmental. Yeah. And they just, I always felt like they just exceptionally picked on her, like to another level. Um, it it might have just been the early stardom and just like the headlines, but you know, this is like early social media days here. Like not, I guess not even social media, but social media technique in that you're always looking for the headline. You're always looking for the clicks. You're always looking for what's going to stop the scroll. And this is where this book to me is a marketer. If you're a marketer, read this through the lens of a marketer, because we talked about this with Melissa a few weeks ago. I hate the phrase that a lot of people say in marketing rooms that I'm not saving lives. I just do marketing. But marketing, depending on where you're at, has true impacts on true people. And there's other people on the other side of whatever you're marketing. So if like your whole goal in life as a marketer is to get more clicks, is to drive as much money as possible, is to do all these things, but you're doing it at the cost of every ethical bone in your body, like I feel like that's shame on you as a marketer if that is like where you're at in your marketing career. But I also could say that there is still time for any marketer to like, revisit you know where you feel like you've made mistakes find yourself find your passion of like find your north star again so i think this to me was just a good reminder here is that you know that was the easy path for everybody to take i still think it is the easy path she put out this book it got some publicity she kind of tackled some preconceived notions about her but I don't see like headlines everywhere, like of everybody attacking Justin Timberlake and calling him an evil cheater and that he should be canceled. Like, I don't see anyone going at him as hard as they were with Britney. So mm -hmm. I still think there are stereotypes that live on even in 20 years later, because marketers more times than not, if they've lost that ethical bone in their body, their choice is to choose easy versus choosing the real story. Mm hmm. And it's more salacious. I mean, think about it. Like we talked about, she was branded as the pop princess. She was absolutely perfect. Every, every little girl wanted to be like her. Uh, every, uh, you know, teenage woman, like womanhood was almost uh, defined by like how she was performing in the public. And then we start to see her trying to live her life and uh-oh this is different than what we've been we what we've been pushing what we've been marketing and it's a, a it's so it's on the opposite end so let's go to that extreme and even now after the book has come out it, the, the salacious headlines are following what she's posting on Instagram yep. and 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 judging that and it's like if you read this book you would it makes a lot more sense. Yes, yeah. you would absolutely understand why she is posting what she is posting on Instagram and, and how she's becoming comfortable with trying to express her pers her real personality, her voice, uh, and just and show herself in the way that she wants to show herself. Yeah, and it really leads to her talking about a lot in this book, like her passion is performing in the art. And that's what I think what she's doing in Instagram a lot is kind of like finding her passions again. She talks in there about how being freed from the conservatorship, she's allowed to be home and just dance and sing and do the things like a kid again. 
you think about this like we think about britney so much as like um, baby one more time video we think of that as the beginning but what the book tells us the beginning was several years before that the mickey mouse club so like literally the last time she had any freedom to not have either her parents label outside sources controlling her was probably what like second grade third grade up until her 40s so i think right now she's like basically discovering who she is for the first time you know being locked in cons the conservatorship we learn a lot more about those 13 years and what took place i won't spoil all of that portion right there because i think that there's some spots in there i was kind of like wow i didn't just did not realize she didn't have control to that point but um it was just more you know capitalizing on her like telling her when to perform what to do, what medications to be on, when to eat. Like, it gets crazy in there. And you just didn't realize it had gotten that bad. And I don't think you can put any person through that type of mental warfare, basically, and expect them to come out of it and just be, like, you know, normal. Like, I think she has going to have a lot of years of working on herself. And she distinctly addresses that within the book. So... What I'm curious now is we get to the end of the book and it's like her now finding herself like she doesn't know if she wants is going to perform again. Like she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. What I want to see now is what is the true story that's going to be told from marketers out there? Like, let's say she does go back to music and she does get on a label. Is she allowed to sing about this stuff and like do like very impactful style music? Talk about her life. Is she able to sit down? Is she afforded the opportunity from like news outlets to tell her life story? If she does get some social media direction from like marketing teams, what are they going to put out? Like, is it allowing her to like, you know, be who she wants to be? And I think we have seen this from a few artists. Lady Gaga is a big one where she's talked about how her persona was like super created kind of see her now very very different light different style of music more true to herself but i think britney's going to be a more extreme version of this and i'm curious in the future if they allow her to do that and i'm excited for her. like i hope she is but i think that will be the challenge because they can go that route or it can just go the route of you know her rivalry with justin timberlake and oh my goodness what did she accuse him of now and there's different routes marketers can take from here mm -hmm. unfortunately she will always be put in that extreme brand version and you see it and it's kind of amazing to 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 see like how social media can uplift and be incredible like for example, in the book, her fans and her community that really were supporting her came through for her on social media. I did not know this. Again, I was like not following anything. I didn't even know she was in this in this uh, conservative conservatorship. And they came through. They there was a there was a campaign, mm -hmm. free Britney. Andy, did you like, yeah. were you paying attention to this when this was happening? I was familiar with it, but I'll be honest. Like, I'll talk about the depths of marketing. So I I didn't follow the Britney story closely after a certain point. 
So, you know, you, I kind of like bought into the marketing like a little bit like, hey, you know, Brittany is like, you know, struggling quite a bit. Um, she may not be able to manage herself. You know, she's made some questionable choices. And like the belief was that she could potentially have addiction problems. Like, but that was just like the base level, like marketing and storytelling of her that was out there again was like the crazy, you know, like what they kind of like put her with. And that was just so damaging. And we learned that from Melissa, you know, and I kind of relate this back to our healthcare episodes. It's just so damaging to throw people in those buckets. You have to fight subconsciously when you read stuff of how people are marketed to try to use your own thought to kind of like, you know, figure out what could be going on and, and make your own opinion. So I think I kind of, you know, like probably most of us unfairly had a thought of kind of where she was at. So I saw this campaign come around, you know, I, I saw it happening, but I probably didn't put enough emphasis into it. And now I kind of like can revisit the Free Britney campaign that, you know, a lot of people put together on social media and appreciate it a lot more because mm -hmm. they really stuck with her. And, you know, that probably was what saved her in the end and got mm -hmm. her out of this thing. And that's and she says that in the book and she's so, so thankful. So that that's the positive side of social media and how you can market and uplift and hype and support and build that community. Now the, the negative, which we've been talking about and which is still happening is I was reading reviews of the, the book online and uh, other people's perspectives and lots of it was negative. Lots of it was still very hateful and saying that, uh, you know, she, she's such a victim. She just portrays herself as such a victim. Like she's not taking any accountability. Yeah. And I was like, what is wrong with people? Right. I like, I like, it, why do you have this much hate? Like, I, I mean, I did not get that perspective at all. Like this again was very eye opening and like, just like almost a horror story of what happens when someone has complete control of, yourself your brand and uh they use that to to market and capitalize like on your moment in the spotlight i i thought it was more of a horror story not versus a victim and this is for like any artist britney's our most extreme case i think but when i look at it like when she gets put in a conservatorship of course it's going to be he said she said but we look at what she actually did so let's just take the body of work what did she actually ever do that was so bad that other artists, other people, and just normal walks of life, what has she done? Like some of the artists out there right now, what is Lady got like Lady Gaga used to be pretty critiqued. What has she ever done that's so bad? People, you know, like love or hate Taylor Swift. Like I'll be the first to admit Taylor Swift is not my go-to music, but as a person, what has she ever done to like get the level of hate she sometimes gets and i look at this and i see some other musicians like there are musicians out there that have put really hateful lyrics out there like very problematic lyrics they've done very questionable things they've done you know things that kind of produce hate like with accusing other artists of different things that may not or or may be true just like they perpetuate so much negativity into the world. There's a lot of artists that do that. And that's kind of like their 
marketing that comes from their own mouth. And I think about people like Brittany, she never did anything to anybody. Like all these things about all the stuff she like did outside of music and the partying and things like that. I go back and think about it. I don't ever remember like even i used to work in top 40 music like we kind of like knew the stories of like people who are a little bit more crazier like in terms of like let's go out and, and drink and get wild and others Brittany was like never in that category so when mm -hmm. i read this about her being in a conservatorship for uh drug you know addiction or different you know like mental health things like she didn't really ever do that much she shaved her head once and she explains why she did that because she needed to like just have any type of freedom because there was no freedom she couldn't get away from the paparazzi like everybody was on her about how she handled her kids when has she done anything that's like harmful to her kids like we can go back to that like there's nothing there and that's something that's prevalent in this book to me people critique and say she should have done this should have done that but i think you can do that with anybody's life did she ever do anything really really bad and i think the answer is like a unanimous no she didn't really ever do anything bad yes and if you think that oh the wildest thing that she did was shave her head which you know was absolutely portrayed in the media as being like you know out of control uh, mentally unstable and then you learn she was pregnant for two years and she was in the postpartum period. So any mother, any woman who has had children will know that that is one of the most unstable periods for anyone. You have hormones that are just going all over the place. So if she was trying to process getting her being in that period having her kids taken away from her and she responds by shaving her head yeah. i mean i like mom i i don't know like that that's that's so not that's so minor like that's so nothing compared to performing like almost immediately yes. after that like no <laughs> no buffer no time no hey Brittany, do you want to be doing this right now do you want to like tone it back a little bit um she's getting critiqued how she looks in outfits she talks about that like i actually remember that when she wasn't like hey like super toned britney anymore because she's been pregnant for two years and had two kids like there's just no leeway for anything with her so uh i would expect someone to react like that again think about the age too I like to go back. What was I doing at 21, 22? Like, I could tell you some stories, Jess, and I didn't have the pressure of like what's being put on Britney Spears. And I didn't have two kids as well. So I don't know. It just, it's interesting how these stereotypes and the way that she's marketed have lasted so long. So again, excellent read, in my opinion. Um, hold it up again if you're watching the video. Um, Britney Spears, the woman in me um hard copy you listen to it um on audible i believe jess so mm -hmm. you know there's two different experiences there uh, definitely yes i i agree i recommend both both ways of reading but I, I really did enjoy the audible version michelle williams was the narrator and it was it was excellent well, that's all the time we have for today. Just an excellent book club once again. And 
you know, I think leads to some important topics. Like I feel like in our episodes to come, I think both when we're talking mental health, healthcare, and impersonal branding, this book will allow me to have some new takes that I can bring to the table. So, you know, again, marketing is so much about perspectives. Like we look for this like science of marketing. I don't think we're ever going to find a science, but we find different philosophies that can maybe apply to our version of the science. And I think if you're looking for some more perspective, this book will be excellent for you because you learn about the other end of the person who's being marketed. And there's no more polarizing figure than the one and only Britney Spears. So that's like that added benefit that it's, you know, someone that you can really relate to, you know, just being in that generation. So recommend the read and next time we'll get back to our guest episodes but always good to break away for a book club yes absolutely thanks everyone thank y'all we'll talk soon this podcast is heard along the marketing podcast network for more great marketing podcasts visit marketingpodcasts.net